I grasped the cold metal rung of the scaffolding and pulled myself up, the steel frame clanking and swaying beneath my feet like a wobbly ladder. The warehouse floor far below spun dizzily toward me and away again. I shut my eyes and took a deep breath. My mouth was dry. My heart hammered. But I couldn't stop now. Not with our target in reach. Grace and I should never have accepted the mission. What had we been thinking? It was too dangerous, even for expert spies like us. It was too late. We were in too deep. And up too high. T-minus one minute and counting, Grace panted as she scrambled up behind me. Keep going, Sophie. Roger, I called back, my voice hoarse. In my free hand, I held our mission supply box, a long, shallow, open cardboard container. I reached for the top rung of the scaffolding, struggling to keep the carton level. If I spilled it, the mission would be doomed. I heaved myself onto a narrow wooden plank, stretched over the warehouse floor like a balance beam. The target was only twenty steps away, tops. Twenty steps, across a splintery, wobbly board tied in place by a fraying rope. But still, only twenty steps. Approaching target, prepare to take position, I said. Affirmative, Grace said. T-minus thirty seconds. Grace's watch beeped frantically. Go ahead without me. My stomach churned. A drop of sweat trickled down the back of my neck. The mission was scary enough without having to face it alone. Roger, I said, trying to hide the quaver in my voice. I'm going in. I gritted my teeth and inched out onto the shaky plank, holding the cardboard flat in one hand. I took one small step and another. Then I bent my knees and side-shuffled faster, hoping the momentum would make it easier to balance. It did, for a few steps. Then my ankle buckled, my weight tipped. I swayed and rocked on the board like a beginning surfer. But it was too late. Wind whistled past my ears as I sailed into the emptiness. Sophie, no! Grace's shriek echoed in the rafters. Time really does slow down when you're about to die. Years fold up inside of seconds, and your brain has time to replay every memory. Twice, if they're awful. Laughing too hard and peeing on Stacy's down comforter at her sleepover birthday party. Getting caught giving my American Girl doll a buzz cut with my dad's shaver. Gagging down a cold heaping spoonful of liver-flavored whiskas. Tip. Truth. Not dare. Never dare. I was starting to imagine Grace's teary tribute at my funeral when it hit me that if time had slowed down that much, I should probably try saving myself. I thrust up my hands and managed to catch the wooden plank one level below, my body jerking like a piñata as my arms nearly yanked out of their sockets. Our supply box cartwheeled overhead, sending thousands of red flower petals shimmering into the air. I tilted my head back, closed my eyes, and let them shower over me like confetti. It was a winter sun festival miracle. Who knew that decorating parade floats would be so dangerous? 
My muscles burned as I tried to hold my grip. Splinters pierced my fingers. I opened my eyes again and stared at the giant fake ice cream scoop on Luna Vista's root beer float looming over me. I deserved a better final sight. Something more noble, more meaningful. Something that wasn't an oversized imitation dairy product. I wondered if I should shout for Rod Zimble so I could finally profess my undying love. It wouldn't matter if he didn't say anything back. I'd already be hurtling to my death. Hang tight, Grace hollered. I cringed as my fingers started to slip. Over my head, a banner sagged from the rafters, counting down the happy moments I might never live to see. Six more days till parade day, it mocked. I'm trying, I called back to Grace.